owned by the message of an angel, may, by his passion and cross, be brought to the glory of his resurrection, through the same Christ our Lord. Amen. Thanks for listening to KATH 910 AM, Frisco, Dallas, Fort Worth, and North Texas. Catholic Radio for your soul on the Guadalupe Radio Network. Heard also at grnonline.com and on your smartphone. Live from the KATH 910 AM studios in Las Colinas and broadcasting across North Texas on the Guadalupe Radio Network. This is the Good News Show. And it is December 11. Thanks uh, for joining us for the Good News Show today. This is a live one hour of broadcasting where we talk about things that are happening here in North Texas in the local Catholic world in the Dallas and Fort Worth Diocese. My name is Dave Palmer, host of the program along with Cecil Anderson. And I'm almost out of breath because uh, just uh, this is a busy week and I'm just thinking about all the things that we got to do this week. Because uh, I'm taking the next two weeks off, and so sometimes the hardest uh, week is right before you take time off because you got to put so much in. So, uh, happy Advent to you. We now are in our second, uh, actually going uh, going in toward the third uh, Sunday of Advent now. So I guess the the third um, we're in the third. Um, no, we're uh, in the second week. We're in the second week. Yeah. Okay, okay. It's it's like when you're born, you're in your first year of, of life. Is <laughs> that's what I'm thinking about? You know. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. You know. We, yep. Just two more weeks. Uh, two okay, more Sundays of Advent. Yeah. So it's a short Advent this year. It is a it? very short Advent. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, welcome, everybody. And we've got a great program. Uh, It's the second uh, Monday of the month, and that means that uh, we are going to have our Catholic pro-life community segment uh, coming up at about 35 minutes after the hour. So Frank Gonzalez, Gerilyn Kaminsky, and also Susan Platt will all be joining us either in, in, in studio or on the phone. And uh, they have obviously a lot in their plate because next month is the big march in Dallas, uh, the March for Life and the Mass, and that's a big deal. So January's, needless to say, the, when Roe v. Wade came down many years ago, and so it's 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 when we march, it's when we rally, and when we show our our, our support for life. Susan Platt will have a legislative update, and uh, they also have a pro-life mass and a, as I mentioned, the North Texas March for Life. So that will all be topics of discussion in the second half of the program today. And in just a few minutes, returning to the studio, uh, I'm very happy to have Father Eugene O'Donnell, who is parochial vicar at Holy Family of Nazareth in Irving. And he reached out to me recently and said that he is involved in um, an apostolate uh, that's called Couple Prayer. You can find it online at couplepraer.com. And as the name would imply, it's for couples who want to uh, develop a program of praying together, married couples. And so they're going to have a program starting uh, weekly on Monday evenings beginning January 8th in Irving. And I just texted my wife and said, please tune in. Uh, this is <laughs> this sounds really good. Uh, so if you are uh, a married couple or engaged, I think this may be something that you really want to pay attention to and uh, get involved in this. I'm also going to be joined on the phone. Uh, two of the facilitators on the national level, Ken and Signe Castell, are going to be joining me as well. So that's uh, that's coming up. Uh, before that, let me just talk about a few other things. Uh, first of all, tomorrow is December 12th, and that means it's the Feast of Our Lady Guadalupe. It's a, it's a feast day that means a lot to me. I'm sure it does to you as well. Uh, she is our patroness of our network and of the Americas, and so a uh, great opportunity to get to Mass if you can. It's not a holy day of obligation, but uh, certainly a day of, of opportunity for sure. 
And let's see, what else? You probably, if you have ever donated or been a part of the Guadalupe Radio Network, you probably noticed in your mailbox the last couple of days, you got a little placard in the mail about a spirit world event that's coming up on April 20th of next year. And you probably looked at it and said, oh, okay, that's interesting, and set it aside. There's a little QR code, and if you go to that, you can find out more information about it. And what it is is uh, Debbie Giorgiani and Adam Bly are coming to town, and what we're going to basically do is a spirit world program over at the Terry Center in Jesuit on Saturday, April 20th uh, from the 7 to 8 o'clock. And I think it's going to be broadcast live, but if you're there in person, you can ask questions. And so it's basically like witnessing their show, which I'm sure you've uh, you've heard their show in, on Saturday mornings at 10 o'clock. Uh, but they're coming to town, and I think tickets are going to be real nominal price, like $10. Is that right? Something Cecil? around that area, yeah. Because yeah, so. we really just want a bunch of people to be there. Mm-hmm. and to it's We love having the in-person events because yeah. we work in radio. We don't always get to see everybody, so it'll be a lot of fun. And aren't you responsible for kind of like setting the, the, the stage design? Thanks and for reminding it, me. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Well, you got about five I, months. I know. Yes, yes, I am. Yeah. We're going to make it kind of look like a, an old-school uh, radio station, so it's yeah. going to be a lot of fun. Yeah, that's cool. Uh, all right, so that is uh, a ways off. It's April 20th, and but just kind of keep that in the back of your mind. And if you want to go to that uh, that website, I don't think you can buy tickets yet, but probably within the next week you can go. Is uh, is that kind of the plan? Maybe yeah, the next you week should or probably, so? with, honestly, in the next few days, we should have a availability to buy the tickets. But you can go to the website now and read more about it, kind of get an idea, save the date and all of that. So definitely do that. All right. And uh, another event right around the corner, in fact, it's this Saturday, uh, that we talked about last week. It's the Gift of Christmas Gala uh, that is going to be at the Renaissance Dallas Addison Hotel on Dallas Parkway this Saturday, December 16th, 5.30 p.m. it starts with a mass. And uh, the keynote speaker is going to be Deacon Harold Brooks Sivers. And it's a, it's a really nice lineup. And by the way, I've got tickets to give away. So as I talk about this, if you're thinking like, gosh, I'd like to do this, uh, just call us and I can give you two tickets. If, if you really need four tickets and you got another couple that you want to go with, uh, go ahead and ask this if you can get four. Because I, thanks be to God, um, Masango Osong with Catholic Brain and Catholic Marketing Network um, has allowed us to give some tickets away. The tickets are like $120. I mean, this is a big, big item. 877-757-9424. 877-757-9424. Cecil jumped on the phone even before I gave the phone number out. So I don't know if somebody uh, called in beforehand. But if you would like to go, I have some tickets. All right. If you buy them, they're $120 each. If you want to go and see Deacon Harrowbrook Sivers, and also uh, Bishop Michael Beebe, who is from the country of Cameroon. This is going to be a fundraiser for an orphanage in Cameroon that they're trying to build because it's a, it's a very war-torn nation. And when parents die, the kids are left without parents. And so they're trying to build a Catholic orphanage over there. And so there is going to be an element of uh, fundraising for this. But uh, again, if you want to just go, also the music of David and Lauren, Dave and Lauren Moore, and also Jocelyn D'Souza and Father Desmond Nadikam from uh, St. Michael the Archangel Parish in McKinney is going to be there as well. I think he's going to be the one doing the introduction of uh, Deacon Harrowbrook Sivers. But uh, again, it's this Saturday. And did we get somebody calling already? No, what I suddenly saw a little bit of a train wreck in my mind because I have we have phone guests to get on the line. Oh, <laughs> so yeah, I was getting our phone yeah, guests all okay. set up. 
so that I'm now ready to take any oh, calls. Oh, I see. Okay, okay. I got you. I got you. Okay, so if you want to go, th- thanks, Sam. I'm glad you got the phone guest on the, on the line. Uh, all right, Gift of Christmas Gala is this Saturday, December 16th. And if you would like to go, call right now and uh, claim a couple of tickets for yourself. 877-757-9424. 877-757-9424. If you don't win the tickets and you want to buy them, you still want to go. Uh, like I said, they're about $120 each. Uh, giftofchristmasgala.com is the website. Giftofchristmasgala.com is where you can get your tickets, all right? If you want to, again, the last time I'll, I'll mention it right now, 877-757-9424 if you would like to uh, get some complimentary tickets to this event on uh, Saturday evening. All right. Anything else I'm missing, uh uh, Cecil, um, that's that's coming up, or uh, no? We're just the year is ending very quickly. I mean, we can actually mention, Dave, that officially this week an email will be going out. We're having a soft launch of the car raffle. Oh yeah. Um, yeah. So if in a few days, I think it's the fifteenth is the day that uh, we're soft launching. So if you want to get car raffle tickets to put in your stockings for your friends or family, um, it's a great opportunity to do so. You can go ahead and get those in the next few days. You'll get an email posted on Facebook and such. So car raffle starting up again. Another Mercedes Benz. I think it was a was it a BLA? It's, uh, I think it's, uh, it's on the website already. G- I think G- it's like a GB, G- GBA. <laughs> we went, I, like I don't know. My, I'm not a car person, but I yeah. think we went up a class I think, yeah, okay. of cars. So, um, it's a, it's a compact SUV. Okay. All right. So yeah. you'll be looking forward to that. So, um, again, if you're looking for Christmas presents, opportunity uh, to potentially win that car and also to support Catholic Radio. Yeah, it's kind of a unique little stocking stuffer. It is. Uh, raffle tickets, you know? Yeah. I'd, I'd love to hear one year that the winner got it in their stuff. That would be you know, so with, cool. With, in their stocking. Wouldn't that be awesome? All right, so that is what's going on. You know, in the fall, things really heat up with events and fall festivals and so much going on. And then as you get closer to Christmas, things kind of slow down a little bit. So there aren't as many things happening, uh, but there certainly are some big ones. And this event, uh, this Saturday with Deacon Herobrine, Severs is definitely going to be a big event. Uh, so, all right, well, let's uh, move on to our first segment. It's 10 after now. This is the Good News Show. And um, if you are a married couple, an engaged couple, um, uh, maybe even dating, and you want to, uh, not not dating, okay, engaged or married couples, okay. Not engaged either. Oh, okay, these are for, this is for married couples. Yes. Okay, I'm glad I asked. I'm glad you're here, Father, okay. <laughs> uh, Father Eugene O'Donnell, as I mentioned, parochial vicar at uh, Holy Family Parish, uh, Holy Family of Nazareth Parish in Irving, uh, joins me, and we also, uh, as Cecil reminded me, have uh, Ken and Signe Castell on the phone with us. Uh, do y'all want to both say something so we can make sure we have you on the line? Absolutely. Hello, Dave. Thanks for having us. Oh, Hello. certainly. Very uh, grateful. Yeah, thank you so much, and uh, good, glad to have both of you. And y'all are in Michigan, right? That's correct. Okay. All right. I, I used to live in Michigan, so I, I love Michigan. Well, th- thanks for joining us. And let me start uh, with you, Father Eugene, because um, how you're you're a newly ordained priest, right. or, or you're in that group of eight back in May. That yes. uh, thanks be to God, we had a big uh, group from the Dallas Diocese that were ordained. And uh, how how did you get involved in this uh, couple prayer ministry and, and also get connected uh, with the Castells as well? Well, uh, in seminary, the person in charge of uh, marriage and family life for the diocese in, Archdiocese in New Orleans was speaking about this in a formation conference. He had put it on many, many times. And he said the thinking used to be that if you bring the kids into at the time CCD, but bring them back to the church to different functions, 
they bring the parents back, and he said that wasn't the case. Mm-hmm. But when we started talking about this, he facilitated this. He said the parents bring the whole family back mm. once they start praying together because their marriage becomes more Christocentric. So I thought about that because that was my second year of theology. So I had three years to think about it because I lost that year with COVID. And I um, reached out to the Diocese of New Orleans, and they sent me the, the program. I was reading it. I thought it was so simple. It's so beautiful. It's scriptural. And it's just simple. It's just talking to our Lord and engaging him in conversation. I thought this will work. So when I was at um, the parent in my diaconate internship at St. Patrick in uh, Lake Highland, I was talking to the Father Charles about that, the pastor. He said, let's do it here. I said, okay. So we did it, and it was just, and I, and I knew, I knew it worked. I had no doubt, but to watch it happen, couple by couple, through the six weeks, was just an incredible thing. It's mm. beautiful. It's just, it's yeah. Just, so you've got one of these under your belt. This yes. isn't the first one on. So okay, so I'd like to go back to that and find out some of the testimonies that you get. But let me bring in, um, you know, our guest uh, Ken and Signe Castell. And uh, Ken and Signe, I understand y'all are facilitators. Uh, can you tell our listeners uh, a little bit of the maybe the historical background, when this began, and perhaps also from a personal standpoint, how, how you two got involved? Yeah, it, it actually started back in 2007 when the creator of the series, uh, Deacon Bob Ovius, and his wife Kathy were asked to speak at a um, World Marriage Day dinner. Uh, and they, they kind of spur of the moment thing, and uh, they didn't have much to talk about, so they decided, well, you know, the one thing we do that is kind of unique is pray together, so let's talk about that. And the response was incredible. They had people lined up for the rest of the evening. How can we learn more? How can we learn more? So from that, they launched, they created the series. Uh, it's a six-week series. Signe uh, and I first went through it about 17 years ago. Uh, and we went through it because our marriage was struggling, and Signe heard about it on Catholic radio, uh, and you know brought it to my attention and said, "We, you know, we had to give this a try." Mm-hmm. Uh, it was actually, we should do this, or we're going into counseling. And I kind of shuddered at that thought, and <laughs> said, "No, nah, this sounds like a much better option." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. So we got into it, uh, and it changed our lives, our marriage, everything about our lives within just two weeks. Um, Bob and Kathy, who became dear friends, uh, asked if we'd start sharing our story uh, at series that they were doing. And then one thing led to another until we were facilitators, helping them facilitate. And then uh, they reached a point in their in their life that uh, they really couldn't run the ministry anymore. And they pretty much, uh, you know, gave it to us. We inherited it from them. And we've been running it now for about five or six years. Oh, wow. Signe, give us your perspective as well. It's great to hear what, uh, you know, Ken's perspective. Uh, what, what, how, how did it impact you personally and also your marriage from your perspective? Well, you know, it was, um, like Ken said, I pretty much gave him an ultimatum because he thought our marriage and our life was wonderful, could not be better. And my heart was heavy, feeling very disconnected from Ken. Um, And as Ken also mentioned, within only two weeks of attending the couple prayer series, um, we just were 
amazed at the the way in which we were able to really become more vulnerable with one another. And it is so simple. All you do is you start talking about things that you would think that everybody talks about, but you don't until, and a lot of couples don't, until they attend the series and they use what we call prayer experiences that they are given for each day of the six weeks. So we just, there was a gentleness and an openness in the way that we began to relate to each other and uh, that we had never had before, even yeah. when we were first married. Yeah. Um, so, and it has, I mean, we've, we've not looked back. Um, since that series and since we have been praying together, we have never um, been so strong in our faith and in our love and honor and respect for one another. Um, you know, it's, uh, Father Eugene mentioned, you know, a, a Christ-centered marriage, and that is what happens when couples start to pray together. And, Father, uh, I want to bring you back in the conversation. I can see, you know, especially maybe a guy saying, okay, honey, yeah, we'll start praying together tonight. Let's do an Our Father before we go to bed. And, you know, something that's kind of dismissive almost, like, yeah, okay, we'll pray. Obviously, that's not what this is about. It's not just about, okay, we'll start praying at meals or when we get up in the morning, we'll say a Hail Mary together. This is a lot more (laughs) deeper than that. So talk about, uh, you know, uh, Sydney has already given us a little bit uh, and can have a, a little bit about the program itself, but uh, uh, tell us, uh, for your experience at St. Patrick's, having already gone through this one time, um, uh, the, the, the testimonies and the experience that people had. Well, the one testimony is, uh, even if one spouse can't make it, you encourage the other one to make it, so at least that spouse can go home and, and relay what happened, you know, to the one that couldn't make it. And quite often, it was the because they had a, wom- a woman's extra act- tree going at the same time, so sometimes they were out because um, they were also facilitating that. The husband would show up, which is just unheard of. You know, yeah. Just, yeah. they just don't do that. And then given their testimony, because um, I'd ask at the beginning of every um, session if anybody had anything to share, and one gentleman said, you know, he said, I realized that, you have to put God first, your spouse second, and then your family. It just starts mm-hmm. tearing up. I thought, wow. Yeah. So you just see things like that happen all the time. Yeah. So there is uh, a session, a series of Monday evening sessions that I mentioned beginning on Monday, January 8th, 7 to 9 p.m., all the way through February 12th. And it's going to be at Holy Family of Nazareth Parish in Irving. And uh, the, the website where you can learn more information, coupleprayer.com. I don't know if that's where they register or not, but we can get back to that. Um, Ken, can you, I, I'm, I'm thinking people are thinking, okay, two hours, you know, for a series of, you know, weeks to, to tell yep. us to pray. <laughs> and, you know, you, can't you do that in 15 minutes? Uh, so uh, if you could <laughs> talk a little bit more about what will go on and is it, you know, group sharing or is it just the couple talking to each other? Um, cause you'll have a, a, a lot of couples that are participating at the same time. So what does a typical meeting look like? Okay, so uh, great question, Dave. A uh, typical meeting, we'd start off with a, a little bit of prayer. And, and as Father Eugene said, we'll ask people if they've got anything they might want to share. 
from the week before. Uh, and then the first thing we get into, and Sydney alluded to it, and that is that at the end of each night, we send the couples home with uh, seven, we, we used to call them envelopes because we actually put them in envelopes, but seven daily prayer exercises. So each day, each evening, or whatever time they choose, they open up one of these exercises and do, it walks them through how to, what, what to do that day. Very simple, starts really simple, gets a little deeper as the couples get more comfortable uh, sharing, you know, personal prayer together. Uh, so we'll start off for about 10, 15 minutes of each session at a table, you know, sharing just around your small table what uh, what the week was like. How was your prayer session? How, how did it go for you? Uh, we'll then ask if anybody wants to share with the whole room. Uh, after that, we will usually do about a 20-minute teaching on the topic of the evening. So week one is just talking about why you should be praying together, what what praying together looks like. Okay, and, and you hit it on the head, Dave, when you said that, you know, this isn't waking up in the morning and saying an Our Father together before you, you, know, you run out the door. It's praying from the heart. I, I used to say that, you know, we, we teach couples how to pray like Protestants, you know, spontaneous <laughs> prayer. Uh, many of us as Catholics were taught how to say prayers, but we weren't really taught how to pray. Okay, um, and then I came upon the realization that, well, we're not teaching uh, couples how to pray like Protestants. We're teaching them how to pray like our saints, because our saints had conversation with God. And that's really what we're, we're getting couples comfortable doing out loud in front of each other. Okay, uh, so that uh, we recap the previous week's prayer exercises. We do the teaching for the day. Um, and then each week has a topic, and uh, maybe let Signey go into those in a minute. Uh, then we bring in a sharing couple, and this is how Signey and I first started. And we are really excited and blessed that three of our couples here from Southeast Michigan that we use as sharing couples have volunteered to come down to Texas mm. um, to be sharing couples in Dallas at this series. Uh, and Father Eugene has another local couple down there. So we're going to have a sharing couple give a, a 10 to 15 minute testimony about where they were before they started praying together, um, why they started, and what it did for their marriage. Uh, then there will be a pull away prayer exercise, and that's about 15 minutes. We take a short break, uh, and then we usually wrap it up, uh, and it's pretty close to two hours. So it sounds like like, oh, you got you way, way too much time listening to two people talk. Well, it's not, okay? Yeah. It's, it's not listening to two people talk. Our, uh, aside from facilitating conversation, our teaching, if you will, and I use the term lightly uh, and loosely, is about uh, 15, 20 minutes an evening. Uh, and then again, different topics for each of the evenings. Yeah, very nice. Thank you for that explanation. Couplepraer.com is the website. It's starting up in Irving on January 8th. And uh, uh, Father Eugene can tell us more about signups and if there is any cost or anything else that uh, people would need. But let me bring uh, Signe back in because, uh, Ken, you just uh, highlighted the fact that there's going to be different topics. And I'm kind of jotting down things, Signe, as I you know, being a married man myself and there's finances and there's kids and there's, you know, the, the, the physical relationship and all, you know, all these different things that can uh, be a great blessing, but also can sometimes be complicated. Um, well, what are some of the specific topics that will be covered during these sessions? Okay. Um, the first 
session on January 8th is going to be uh, an opportunity for us to distribute the materials to all the couples, and it will basically be an introduction to praying together as a couple. And um, like Ken had mentioned, it's uh, we just do our best to truthfully encourage and give them an idea of the the blessings that come and um, our experience with it changing our marriage was not different than a lot of other couples so i just want to um, interject that uh, so the second session on the 15th of january we then move into focusing on prayers of thanks and praise and it's just one prayer exercise a day that gradually gets you thinking, praying, talking just a little bit deeper each time. Week three on the 22nd, we talk about um, the prayers of petition. January 29 is going to be, it's um, as Bob Obvious always calls it, it is the mother load. And we really focus on the the power and the wisdom of God's word and praying together with scripture. Um, and there are so many different ways that you can do that. And uh, it it's very, very rich. Week five, we focus on worship and the different ways that you can do that as a couple, as a family. And then week six is probably the most uh, powerful experience for the couples. As they have gradually grown in love and intimacy, we then cover the need for forgiveness. Mm. And um, it's, it's, you know, we as Catholics, we know that we have the sacrament of reconciliation to be forgiven but this is a really powerful meditation and talk about the importance of being able to forgive others for offenses that have been laid on us from others. And uh, it is, it's just amazing. And uh, so, you know, a lot of people say uh, that the lack of forgiveness is really the biggest obstacle to a closer relationship with the Lord. If we harbor um, those grudges and that unforgiveness, it's closing the door for the Lord. And that's, that's counterproductive to what we're trying to do with this series. We really want couples to be able to really open their, their hearts wide and let God work within them. Um, and, you know, like Father Eugene said, we, we really stress the right order is for each and every person to put God first. If you're in a marriage, you put your spouse second to everything else, to the children, the job, the school, whatever else, you know, pulls you in different directions. But um, that is a full, a, just a, you can't go wrong when you do that. And uh, we're just, we're really excited about this opportunity. 
Yeah, certainly. Thank you very much. Uh, my, my guests on the phone, Ken and Signe Castell, they uh, mentioned before 17 years ago, they, uh, their marriage was uh, not in a great place and they, they took one, the, one of these sessions, a uh, couple prayer and it made a huge difference. And you can tell in their voices uh, how much they uh, love this program. Uh, Father Eugene O'Donnell from Holy Family of Nazareth Parish in Irving is here in studio with me as well. And Father, let's talk about some of the nuts and bolts that people are listening okay. now and they're like, okay, we need this. <laughs> uh, talk about how they sign up and any anything else they need to know about getting started January 8th. Okay, uh, there is a fee. It's $60, but that, that everything's covered with that materials and everything. Also, we're providing babysitting for anybody that has children. Oh, great. And for Young couples with children, that's a big thing yeah, because that's always right. the struggle, right? Yeah, it's fun yeah. and babysitting. So we take care of that. Uh, there's two ways you can do it. They, they could register online at homelyfamilychurch.net forward slash marrieds, M-A-R-R-I-E-D-S dash ministry. Or they can contact Sharon Gross at 972-370-370. 5049 or myself, Father Eugene, at 972-370-5047. And what what will your role be during this? Will you be actively involved in it? They say I'm going to facilitate one of the series. Yes, so I'll do one of them. I'll be there uh, as just giving support, basically. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, well, th- thank you, Father. And uh, Ken or Signe, either one of you can jump in on this. Uh, Father mentioned about how sometimes if only one person can make it, uh, he was surprised that the, the husband sometimes will still come. And I'm guessing, it, it, stereotypically, it's the woman, you know, you know, so to speak, dragging the guy to do this. It may not always be the case, but uh, any advice if uh, one couple, uh, one person of the couple is more enthusiastic about this than the other <laughs> and maybe uh, this I, I don't know Ken or Signe either one of you can jump in on this uh, uh, in those situations what, what's your advice I think as being the wife uh, representing <laughs> a couple I get a lot of women who approach me and say I really want to do this but I know my husband won't and I say, have you asked him? Oh, no, I just know he won't. (laughs) So I really, you know, just really encourage them and tell them you might be surprised. And even if he is is reluctant, just get him to the first session. You know, he doesn't have to make a big commitment. But I can tell you that um, one of our first sharing couples was a very reluctant husband. The husband who was the facilitator with his wife when Ken and I took the series Mm -hmm. was a very reluctant husband. (laughs) So, um, and even if he won't, or every once in a while, it's a wife who's uncomfortable. Mm -hmm. Whoever is interested, come. Get the materials, experience the session, and I'll, I'll tell you, it's not just about us, but God really goes to work in these couples that start to open themselves up. So um, don't let one reluctant person uh, stop you from at least taking a look at this and and stepping in the shallow water of that first session. And it is, uh, we had one, one man, one husband, whose wife worked in Washington, 
state. He came every week, six weeks. He got the materials. He shared them with his wife, and they had a tremendous success. And she was never there. We never met her. Yeah. We met her at a reunion that happened, you know, uh, two months after the, after the series. The other thing I want to mention just quickly, Dave, is Lent, Ash Wednesday, is two days after the last session. We love doing the session, the series, in Lent yeah. because it's such a tremendous Lenten tool. So to have people already having gone through it and to be able to continue, you know, we're aware that one of the uh, one of our staples for Lent is increased prayer and sacrifice. Okay, those are two of them. What a wonderful way to sacrifice a bit of time and also to increase prayer in a new way. Don't just say a rosary every day by yourself, but, you know, unite as a couple. The Lord made us one through the sacrament of matrimony. So what a great way to start Lent by praying together. The intimacy is like nothing else that you will do as a married couple. And we're going to talk about that, too, especially for the engaged couples. It's it's through the roof. You, You will feel closer to each other than you ever have in your life. I guarantee it. Well, thank, thank, thanks to, to both of you. I, I wish we had more time. I, I do have to uh, let you all go, but uh, Kenneth Signy Castell, thank you very much for what you do, and I can tell you all have a beautiful marriage, and uh, and thank you for being the guests on the on the program with us. And Father Eugene, thank you also thank as you, well thank you. Uh, for coming in. I think I got that from the holyfamilychurch.net, and <clears throat> I think they can go to that website or else they can call the parish. Uh, you also mentioned 972-370-5049. Uh, for Sharon, I think you said. Right. And then your own phone number was, I, I got everything except for the uh, area code. 972. 5047. Okay. Yes. And people can also contact us here and we'll, we'll put okay. them in touch. Go. But, or uh, you got a quickly, brochure. Couplepair.com. Couple okay, coupleprayer.com is probably the easiest thing to do. Yeah. All right. That, that, that's easy to remember in your car. We've got a link there. Thank you, thank, guys. Thanks so God much. Uh, appreciate it very much. All right. Well, we're going to take a break and uh, come back with the Catholic Pro-Life Community uh, segment on the Good News Show. And uh, Frank and Gerilyn are warming up in the bullpen right now, and uh, we'll have them and also Susan Platt with a legislative update coming up uh, right after this. Guadalupe Radio Network announces the launch of La Promesa Legacy Circle, formed to recognize and honor our dedicated donors who have made long-term commitments to the network through gifts from their estates. We invite you to join our family and allow us to be a part of your personal legacy. For more information on making a legacy gift for the benefit of the GRN and a guide to charitable estate planning, contact our friends at the Catholic Foundation at 972-661-9792 or info at catholicfoundation.com. Hi, this is Walter Crawford with Homeschool Connections, a proud sponsor of the Guadalupe Radio Network. I'm excited to announce the start of a new organization, Good Counselor Careers. We are dedicated to helping high school students make the transition from high school to the next phase of their life. Whether that direction is in business, academia, trades, religious life, military, or even a gap year. Through our many resources, your teen will define their interests and values to develop a keen understanding of how they can find God's plan for them. More information can be found at goodcouncilcareers.com. Hi, I'm Debbie Giorgiani with Adam Bly from The Spirit World. We're coming up on the third Sunday of Advent, Gaudete Sunday. So we'll be talking about interior joy. That's this Saturday at 10 a.m. Central, 11 a.m. Eastern on The Spirit World. Heard right here on the Guadalupe Radio Network, Radio for Your Soul. 
visit grnonline.com slash spiritworld. The Guadalupe Radio Network thanks John Pelletier with Cressa Real Estate for his sponsorship of KTH 910 AM. John and his wife Kathleen and children are parishioners at St. Bernard's Parish in Dallas and very active in the local Catholic community. He invites you to contact him if you are in need of commercial office or industrial space for your company. John has represented GRN in their office needs for years. He can be reached by calling 214-277-4524 or by emailing jpelletier at cresa.com. Hi, this is Deacon Harold Burke Sivers with an invitation to all KATH 910 AM listeners to join me at the Gift of Christmas Gala on Saturday evening, December 16th in Addison. The event will include Mass, my keynote address, Christmas music with Dave and Lauren Moore, and a message from Bishop Michael Beebe, plus dinner, dancing, a live auction, and more. All funds will benefit the Divine Mercy Orphanage Project. Get your tickets today at giftofchristmasgala.com. St. Joseph is a patron saint of home and family. At My Mutual Mortgage of Grapevine, we support the Guadalupe Radio Network's mission of honoring and supporting home and family as longtime sponsors of KATH 910 AM. We're Bob and Norma Duane, owners of My Mutual Mortgage of Grapevine. We would be honored to speak with you about all your mortgage needs. We can be reached at 817-527-3166. That's 817-527-3166. We are an Eagle Housing Lender, NMLS 265303. All right, before we get to our CPLC segment, I just want to let you know, okay, just heard of the spot, uh, My Mutual Mortgage, Bob and Norma Duane, they had longtime sponsors. Please listen to our sponsor spots, and when you are in need of their services, go to them first. We are so grateful if you will, uh, you know, patronize the uh, the sponsors because we appreciate them so much. You also heard Deacon Harrowbrook Sivers' voice, uh, the spot before that, and that's the gift of Christmas he said gala. I say gala. I never know which one it is. I say gala, but uh, we're probably never. Uh, everybody has their own way of saying gala or gala. But anyways, I have some tickets to that. Deacon Harold Brooks Sivers is coming this Saturday evening. Okay, it's going to be at the Renaissance Dallas Addison Hotel, same place where the uh, gift market, uh, uh, Christmas gift market luncheon and uh, and and, and uh, um, event was uh, a month ago or so, and. Uh, Give us a call if you want to go this Saturday, uh, the 16th, uh, 5.30 p.m. Mass, and then there's going to be dinner. Deacon Harold Brooks-Siver speaking, the, as Deacon Harold said, the music of Dave and Lauren Moore, Jocelyn D'Souza, uh, Bishop Michael Beebe from Cameroon is going to be there. Uh, call us right now and just tell us this, so I'd like to have two tickets and we will give them to you, okay? Uh, 877-757-9424 is the number. So call right now. So having said that, I am going to turn over the reins to my dear friends, uh, Gerilyn Kaminsky, who is executive director of the Catholic Pro-Life Community, and also Frank Gonzalez, who is the director of marketing and communications. And as always, they have Susan Platt on the line Prayer and Community Outreach Director. Okay, ProLifeDallas.org is their website. And so take it away, Geraldine. How are you? Thank you. Dave and Cecil, we want to say thank you for joining us at the Christ Child Market and oh, Luncheon. Yeah. It was so fun to have you there. And we appreciate you interviewing so many of us and Mrs. Pam Tebow. She was delightful, wasn't she? She really was. She, yeah, that, that was so awesome. And talking to you all and Paul, I mean, Coker and, yeah. you know, just, oh, uh, yes, Paul well, yeah, it was, it, it was an awesome hour. It was a lot of fun. So well, thanks, thanks and, for inviting and we us thank out. You. We thank you for your promotions. We did have a record crowd this year and oh, we wow. are 
just so proud of our moms that graduated from our GEMS program and look forward to serving many more. So we just want to start the half hour. I was going to say start the hour. <laughs> We're going to start the half hour with thanks to you all. Oh, we really well, you. could not do it without you all. Appreciate it. Okay. Frank? Well, we want to start first with, uh, like we always do, with a prayer and then a legislative update from Susan Platt. So, Susan, if you're there, please start us off with a prayer. All right. I'll be glad to. Happy Advent to everybody. Uh, Let's pray the prayer for life from the Sisters of Life. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Eternal Father, source of life, open our hearts to see and desire the beauty of your plan for life and love. Fill us with your Holy Spirit so that our love will be generous and self-giving and we may be blessed with joy. Grant us great trust in your mercy. Forgive us for not receiving your gift of life and heal us from the effects of the culture of death. Instill in us and in all people a sense of the sacredness of every human life. Inspire our efforts to protect and care for the most vulnerable, especially women who are pregnant and their unborn children the sick, and the elderly. Strengthen us in the hope that with you nothing is impossible. We ask this in the name of Jesus, who by his cross makes all things new. Amen. Our Lady of Guadalupe, Mother of Life, pray Pray for for us. us. St. Joseph, her most chaste spouse and terror of demons, pray Pray for for us. Well, brothers and sisters, we've got um, a couple of Supreme Court, Texas Supreme Court cases um, that are happening right now. I've got more of a judicial update than legislative. Uh, Arguments were heard by the Texas Supreme Court on November 28th in a lawsuit brought by a New York-based pro-abortion organization, the Center for Reproductive Rights. Uh, attacking the constitutionality of the Human Life Protection Act, the Texas Heartbeat Act, and the pre-Roe abortion laws. Now, the exceptions defined in the laws allow a doctor to perform an abortion in rare cases when a pregnancy endangers a mother's life or poses a significant risk of substantial impairment of a major bodily function. But these exceptions don't allow abortions when the baby has a fatal illness. At issue is whether these exceptions violate the Texas Constitution. A ruling on the case is not expected for several months. Uh, The second case is a sad one of a woman whose baby has been diagnosed with trisomy 18, which is considered a life-limiting condition. An Austin judge ruled to permit the abortion, but the Texas Attorney General petitioned the Texas Supreme Court for a stay of that ruling, and the case will go before the Supreme Court. Uh, But please pray for Kate Cox and her baby girl. There are two lives at stake here. And both of them are loved by God. In other news, uh, we have the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services has proposed a rule change that would prohibit states from using temporary assistance for needy families' money to fund life-affirming pregnancy resource centers. Now, this new rule would impact Indiana, Louisiana, Missouri, and Pennsylvania, which distribute between $1 million and $7 million annually in federal funds from the Temporary Assistance for Needy Families to Pregnancy Resource Centers. Now, this funding is much less than the over $670 million in federal and state taxpayer money received by Planned Parenthood in 2021-2022. That's almost $1.9 million a day. And we've uh, had uh, some 
uh, numbers that have come out from uh, surveys taken for the first full year after Dobbs, despite the fact that 14 states banned, banned all abortion and seven imposed new limits on abortion, the number of legal abortions didn't fall nationwide after Dobbs. The number of abortions appear to increase slightly, slightly by about 0.2% in that year. The researchers have found that these increases were driven by expansion of telemedicine for dangerous mail-order chemical abortion pills, abortion clinics and services, financial assistance for women to travel to a state where they could legally get an abortion, and publicity about ways to get a, abortion. So we have to continue to fight the evil of abortion. And first and foremost, what we need to do is pray. The Catechism says in section 2725 that prayer is both a gift of grace and a determined response on our part. All teach us this, prayer is a battle against whom, against ourselves, and against the wiles of the tempter, who does all he can to turn men away from prayer, away from union with God. And we need to continue to educate, to share the truth about the humanity of the unborn, to explain how abortion hurts women, men, and families, and to share the vast resources available to moms with unexpected pregnancies, like the USCCB's Walking with Moms in Need and our own Project Gabriel. We have a couple of events coming up that we want to share with you, so let me get my colleagues in here for us to talk about what's coming up in December and in January. Okay, and Susan, let me just jump in here. If, if there is a mom or dad in need right now, they can actually text OPTIONS or the Spanish word OPCIONES uh, 24365. Mm-hmm. Uh, so text the word OPTIONS or OPCIONES to 24365 and they will uh, reach someone that can help them uh, with material resources and directions uh, for for further assistance as well thanks and that's a that and that um, text options uh, is a 24 hour 365 thing so I mean if uh, somebody's hearing it now and they're still not sure just at least write it down and uh, keep it there in your back pocket or something because if there comes a time where you or someone you know needs that kind of help, um, that that number is always available. 24365, text options or opciones, uh, and then somebody will get back with you and, and help you uh, if you're in uh, in need. Uh, so along the same lines as you were talking about the, the value and the strength of prayer, Susan, the first event that, that you had mentioned is coming up on December the 22nd, and it's uh, the first event for our new Prayerful Hearts Ministry, which is a sidewalk prayer um, prayer vigil ministry, and it's going to be taking place December the 22nd. So tell us a little bit about the Empty Manger project that we've got for uh, the December 22nd. Okay. Um, Empty Manger is a nationwide um prayer vigil that has been going on for I'm not sure how many years we've participated in it for probably well, as long as I've been with the uh, CPLC um, and we were uh, we would provide an empty manger to to symbolize the the lives that have been lost the children that have been lost and the hope for children to be born uh, and we've been outside of abortion centers um, but th- those are all closed in Texas, thank God. But we do still have Planned Parenthood. And Planned Parenthood has referral centers uh, to refer women to abortions, abortion clinics uh, outside the state of Texas. 
Uh, and they also provide transgender horm- hormone therapy. Um, the um, Addison Planned Parenthood is in a new facility. Um, it's on the corner of Belt, Beltway <laughs> yeah. and Beltway, which is make it a little difficult for people to, to find. Um, but that's it's a referral center, um, and we'll be there at 10.30 a.m. on Friday, December 22nd. And what we have done in the past, uh, is we sing Christmas, Christmas carols and we pray the rosary, uh, and we witness, uh, that people going in can see us there praying for them, uh, knowing that they are loved. And there are so many times that we've had women stop by and thank us for being out there and for praying and singing Christmas carols because it reminds them of how much Jesus loves them and that Jesus came here, uh, in the flesh to be with us to save his people um and that's that's why we will be there so we're we're hoping we'll have a good crowd um parking on the street is prohibited in the city of addison uh so we do have a map on our website so you can go there and find out where um the addison planned parenthood is located and look it also marks where you can park uh and it's not not far at all from the sidewalk where we will be singing and praying. So that, that's it. Again, that's at prolifedallas.org slash prayerful hearts. It's where you can find a map there and more information. And Susan, we do invite families to come out. Most, uh, most uh, youth children are out of school at this time. We, we just invite everybody to come out. Maybe it's not even an hour or so, right? And, and, and just spend that time with us to be, to, to be singing and to be prayerful. Now, give us just a short background as to when this used to be on December 24th. Can you tell us why? Well, the um, abortion center that we would be, at for um, the empty manger, um, the man who ran the abortion center, the abortionist was not a Christian, and he would not have uh, Christmas Eve off. Uh, he would be performing abortions on Christmas Eve. So that's why we would we'd be out there uh, as a witness uh, to to life. And, uh, and we would get turnaways from the, the clients who had gone there. So yes, we continue the tradition. Um, you know, abortion is, is still going on and it's really important for us to be there at that particular, uh, Planned Parenthood because they're affiliated with a Planned Parenthood, uh, in Kansas, I believe. Yeah, that's correct. Uh-huh. And so they're just making the referrals there. So we do hope everybody can join us for Empty Manger. Thanks, Susan, for that. And then, uh, uh, uh oh, wonderful. The, the, children come uh, to bring your kids because that also touches the hearts of the clients going in. Oh, good point. Mm-hmm. Okay. The other thing that we want to touch on, Susan, is uh, coming up in January, January the 20th. That's a Saturday. Uh, it's our annual uh, pro-life mass followed by the North Texas March for Life. And so that's a, a morning uh, and early afternoon full of activities, uh, rally speakers, and, of course, the march, and, and most importantly, the mass, uh, the pro-life mass, where we, we pray for, um, you know, the millions of lives lost through this uh, or, or because of abortion since the establishment of, of Roe versus Wade those years, uh, 50 plus years ago. Uh, so mm. tell us a little bit more about what's going on that day. 
Um, it's a little okay. bit different than, than in years past, but there's still some great act- things for people to participate in. Yes. Um, you know, for many years, we marched to the federal courthouse where Roe v. Wade was originally filed and held our rally in the parking lot across from the courthouse. Um, but we still mourn those lives that were lost when Roe was first decided. But this year, we're going to stand for life by marching to Dallas City Hall. Uh, in February of this year, the Dallas City Council approved a resolution to commemorate the city's support for abortion rights. And it also stated that the city of Dallas was proud to support Planned Parenthood. Uh, we don't think that's an accurate reflection of what citizens of Dallas believe. So we're asking people who support the sanctity of life to join us at the march on January 20th at downtown uh, we're going to come together for uh, uh, rosary vigils uh, from 8 a.m. to 9 a.m. outside of the Addison Planned Parenthood. So uh, you can you can go to the empty manger in December, and then you can go on January 20th, a month later, uh, at the Addison Planned Parenthood again to pray. And then we'll also have a prayer group at the South Dallas Planned Parenthood. There's still open giving referrals and doing transgender hormone therapy also. Um, and from That's from 8 until 9, and then uh, the annual pro-life mass is going to be at 10 a.m. at the newly named National Shrine Cathedral of Our Lady of Guadalupe with uh, Bishop Edward J. Burns as our primary celebrant and Auxiliary Bishop uh, Greg Kelly. Uh, we'll be uh, celebrating the Mass with him. And Susan, uh, just to step in just for a moment, for listeners might be out there, they say, but we go to a Roe Mass. We go to a Roe Memorial Mass. It's not called Roe Mass this year, is it? No, it's the annual pro-life Mass. Excellent. Um, we we decided that since Roe has been overturned, um, but we are still praying for, for life, that we want to be the annual <sighs> pro-life mass. Um, so that's, that's where we will be and when we will be um, at 10 o'clock. Uh, and then the North Texas March for Life and Rally uh, will begin at 1230 from the cathedral to the rally point at Dallas City Hall. Uh, and we'll have uh, Bishop Burns will speak. He'll be uh, having opening remarks and uh, the opening prayer. Uh, Kylie Wright is our mistress of ceremony. She's the president of Texans for Life Coalition, and she knows a lot about what's going on in the legislature, um, and we'll have information about that. Uh, we'll have praise and worship music by For His Glory, a wonderful uh, musical group. Um, Jim Pelletier uh, is from the Pregnancy Help Center Mother and Unborn Baby Care in Fort Worth, and he's going to be talking about the danger of abortion pills, uh, then we'll have Jerry Lynn Scott, who's going to be giving her testimony. Uh, she is, has an abortion in her past, uh, and we'll talk about uh, what harm it does to women, uh, how ab- abortion hurts women. Uh, she's also spoken at the Rally for Life in Austin uh, and has worked with uh, several pregnancy help centers. And then we'll have the benediction from uh, Richard Ellis from Reunion Church. So for uh, these and for any other um, any other information you might need, you can go to prolifedallas.org slash prolifemass. Thank you, Susan. And, you know, I, we have a challenge. We had uh, we have a challenge for the listeners. Last year we had about 6,000 people march with us to the federal building. 
What are we shooting for this year? Uh, we are going to shoot for 10,000 people. Excellent. Wow. Excellent. We, we pray that we will have that many people there. And I do have a, a quote I would like to read, if we've got time, from Dr. Albert Moeller, who's the president of Southern Baptist Theological Seminary, because we have, um, we have Protestant brothers and sisters that join us. We have um, brothers and sisters who don't believe. We have non-believers that believe in the sanctity of life, and they join us. Um, but Dr. Moeller says, we are Christians, so we don't just say this is bad news. We're not going to just stay at home and not worry about it. No, it tells us that our challenge is even bigger than we knew it to be. We need preachers preaching truth from the pulpit. We need parents teaching truth to their children. We need American citizens in all 50 states bearing witness to the sanctity of human life and to the horror of abortion and making it count neighbor by neighbor as well as vote by vote. We've got a lot of work to do. We knew that already. Now we just know it in a whole new and sobering way. In this sense, faithfulness is, as if nothing else, staying in the fight. So we invite you to stay in the fight. We need you to make an appearance to show all the people in Dallas that there are believers here that believe in the sanctity of life, that we love life. We love moms, babies, dads, families. We love marriage. And we want people to come and show what they believe in. Susan, that is so perfect. And what we want to do is challenge everybody. We want all of the listeners here to please come to the Pro-Life Mass at 10 o'clock that uh, January 20th. And then we invite you to bring three four or five people with you to that mass and to the march and let's really go ahead and, and make a statement uh row started here in dallas let's let people let's let the media see ten thousand people walking to dallas city hall and again as it was said by the pastor there let's have our families come moms bring your babies in strollers bring your teens bring bring all of your families and your friends bring believers bring non-believers because this is the sanctity of life so uh and and, and Susan's already assured us she's working on novenas for wonderful weather on January 20th. <laughs> so. and, and, you know, one, one thing I, I would like to also kind of make as, as part of this challenge, and you brought it up, Susan, you know, with that, uh, uh, for me personally, I am a citizen, a citizen of the city of Dallas, and I personally don't believe that the city should have, you know, walked out on that plank and said, you know, this is what the, cit- the citizens of Dallas believe by, by that ordinance or, or by that um, – resolution that they came up with earlier in the year. I mean, I want to challenge my fellow citizens of Dallas proper to be at this mass and to be at the rally and 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 be visible to let the city know this is not who we are. This is not what the city of Dallas is. We do, we don't think you're representing us correctly by saying that uh, the city of Dallas as a whole supports Planned Parenthood. I don't think that's right. And I, I know there's a lot of other citizens of Dallas that feel the same way. So I would like to personally challenge um, these citizens of Dallas to come out and join us at the Mass and join us at the March on January the 20th and make that statement together. All right. Very good. Uh, Yeah, Carolyn, go ahead. One more thing, because we do... help to heal those suffering the pain of abortion. I just want to call out two phone numbers. They're on our website as well. 214-544-CARE, C-A-R-E, 2273, uh, or 972-900-SANA, 
7262. So English and Spanish helplines for those uh, dealing with the pain of abortion. And uh, I think that wraps us. You always pack a lot into uh, 25 minutes. So, (laughs) Gerilyn, Frank, Susan, thank you very much. And again, everything that you want to know about uh, pro-life here locally in the Dallas Diocese uh, can be found on the CPLC website, which is ProLifeDallas.org, ProLifeDallas.org. And as y'all were talking, I saw on my Facebook feed, Father Ignacio posted that 4,000 people participated in the second annual, uh, I guess, rally and march for Our Lady Guadalupe uh, on Sunday, just uh, yesterday. And there's pictures. And so the 4,000